And welcome to the Sunday edition of the Daily Gator Daily Thought Podcast. If you're left, you're just not right, folks. A uh, lot to talk about today. Uh, former governor, the disgraced, uh, I guess you could say, accused serial sexual harasser, uh, the ass himself, Andro Cuomo, the uh, former former uh, governor of the uh, formerly great state at some point, I'm sure it was okay, state of New York. He is sickened by the shooting in Buffalo, and you'll never believe what Andrew wants to do to solve it. Of course, more gun control, also more sexual harassment, and apparently more elderly and disabled people uh, in nursing homes where they can get sick and die. That's his three campaign planks, I think it's going to be if he runs again. You know, something happened in history today in 1980. No, Reagan wasn't elected. That came later in the year, and that was a great thing. But a, uh, wow, a big day, really, uh, in 1980. Can you guess what debuted on this day, May 22nd in 1980? Donald Trump Jr., not senior, not the former president, not the big guy. Uh, Apparently, he went hunting. And a uh, Utah hunting guide is in mucho big trouble. He's facing felony charges for baiting a bear that was killed by Donald Trump Jr. We'll get into that story. I've got some pretty hot opinions on on baiting animals to hunt them. Uh, We've got an incredibly sad uh, story about a San Jose teen that is no longer with us. After a scam... Uh, this being called sextortion. Uh, that's what the FBI is calling it. There are some evil people in this world, my friends. Evil people. And we're going to have what I do every year. I did it last year. I'm doing it again this year. Animal from BearCreek.com has uh, given us again the commencement speech that college graduates need to hear. Uh, this year it is a masterpiece uh, and always a pleasure to read his fine work. All that and more, my friends, today on the Daily Gator Daily Thoughts, the Sunday edition. I'm Doug Hagen, and you know what? We're going to kick this pig. And let's get into this. Let's go back to, uh, what, 42 years to May 22nd, 1980. Have you figured out what happened of note in that day? Well, a certain uh, a certain game debut, a certain video game. Uh, a Japanese company named Namco introduced a game called Puck Man, as in hockey puck. It was an arcade maze game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, let me see. I've lost my place. I'm sorry. But anyway, yes, here we go. I'm sorry. Pac-Man is a 1980 maze action video game that came from the name Puck-Man from the Japanese company Namco in 1980. Uh, It was released for arcades. I remember I had a girlfriend that was into Pac-Man and later Miss Pac-Man. And we would go to the uh, Shop and Go, which is now, I guess, Circle K bought out Shop and Go. Uh, but there was a couple video games there, and she would just put quarter after quarter to play Miss Pac-Man. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was, I guess, 
most of the guys at that time we were we wanted to play uh, Galaga, Galaxian. Uh, there was a lot of games back then. Frogger, I remember Donkey Kong, and the world of video games is absolutely amazing. Uh, I've gotten into it at times. I think the one I most got into there was Quake. I got into. I've gotten into others, but for, perhaps the biggest one was I had a Sega Saturn. If anyone remembers Sega Saturn, uh, but there was a game of Doom, and I played that. And I remember coming home, having like uh, probably on my third beer, all the lights on are off in the house, all the lights, because it was like late afternoon when I sat down to start playing and I was getting into this game and it was getting intense, lots of evil monsters coming at me and I've got the shotgun, I've got the uh, uh, grenade launcher working, I've got all kind of things, I'm trying to kill all these evil aliens. And right in the middle of this, pitch black, I'm focused, so focused on this game and so into it. Uh, my roommate came home, and he was kind of a loud guy. And he would say, hey, what's happening? And I, I flipped out. I like the controller went flying. I damn near fell out of my chair. I set up so fast. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> and I said, man, I was playing Doom. He goes, oh, I understand. Uh, a very intense game. I played all kind of... Uh, Say Super Nintendo had a version, PlayStation had versions. Uh, I did get one for the was a PlayStation Four, and I gotta say I've got old man disease. the The controllers, the configuration of the controllers is different, so I can't do much with the new controllers unless it's like a game I can use the the controllers as a you know like Need for Speed games or something. I don't play a lot of video games anymore anyway, but. That was uh, probably my all-time favorite, all those Doom games. So, happy uh, happy anniversary, Pac-Man, and Miss Pac-Man, and uh, I don't know how many other Pac-Mans there are. Maybe a whole family, I don't know. Now, what's next? Andrew Cuomo, firm former governor of the state of New York, former serial sexual harasser, at least accused of being, uh, somehow, this these cases really nothing ever happened after he resigned. Funny how that happens with powerful people sometimes. Uh, but he spoke out on the Buffalo uh, uh, mass shooting, and uh, the New York Post has a little story about Mr. Andrew Cuomo and him being triggered by this event. And, of course, the only solution, a Cuomo of any kind, I guess, Andrew especially, uh, being the biggest jackass of the family as far as I know. Well, there is Chris, but he's out of work now. hes I don't know what Chris Cuomo is doing now. He's no longer on CNN. Maybe he's, uh, I don't know, maybe he's pretending to have COVID and hiding out in his basement. Maybe he's doing naughty things with Don Lemon. You know, those two were pretty tight on, on the air. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, Andrew Cuomo is pushing for new gun laws because the left stuck on failure. Uh, disgraced ex-governor Andrew Cuomo, this is from the New York Post, by the way. You would know that because they said disgraced ex-governor. Uh, Andrew Cuomo told Congress Sunday that he was sickened, sickened by the racist mass shooting and compared it to lynchings. Leftists love to use those words. 
lynching. It it just it suits them to. They have to ramp up everything to the to the nth degree when it comes to political rhetoric. And yes, some people on the right do that too. I try not to. I've been accused of it. I don't think I do. It takes me. Uh, it takes me a fairly good amount or a fairly big, a fairly high level of pissed offness to really uh, go nuclear. But anyway. <clears throat> as he made a case for bolstering federal gun control laws in the first public appearance in two months. I don't know if any church members were sexually harassed when he was there. That's not in the story, so don't ask. Uh, during an 11-minute speech at Buffalo's True Bethel Baptist Church, uh, the scandal-scarred former chief executive compared the massacre to the Ku Klux Klan's extrajudicial killings. I was sickened by what happened here in Buffalo, he said. Uh, the church being less than two miles from the supermarket where this uh, teenage piece of trash, I'm not going to say his name, he doesn't deserve to have his name uh, read in public, frankly, uh, allegedly killed 10 and injured three others. I don't, I favor our justice system, law and order, all that. But if something were to happen to this this. Uh, thug, whatever you want to call this little piece of trash, while he's awaiting trial, I would not shed the first tear. I'm just saying. I would not shed the first tear. If he was to have a, an accident in, in prison, these things do happen. Maybe he could have an accident and no more taxpayer dollars would be, be needed uh, to convict him <clears throat> and then support him while he gets fed and medical and whatever in prison for, for decades. Uh, Cuomo continued, it was so shocking, it was so sad, it was so disgusting what happened here in Buffalo. My condolences to the families of the deceased, the wounded. I give my condolences to every black family in Buffalo. Well, why would you do that, Andrew? Why about just the families that lost somebody? How about those people deserve condolences? You know, if uh, if someone were to come in and, and attack some white families near where I live, say the church, uh, then uh, why would I deserve condolences if it was a racially motivated attack against whites? Why would I deserve condolences unless a family member was there or a friend or me? Otherwise, I had nothing to do with it. But again, the left has racialized everything to the max. Uh, because every black family was attacked, he said, and every black family is a victim. Again, the left has to gin up the rhetoric. Uh, the shooter, who is an 18-year-old, had posted white supremacist manifesto online. Uh, he shot 11 black people last week when he opened fire at, I believe it was called Tops. Yes, Tops Friendly Market. Uh, after he had performed reconnaissance at the grocery store ahead of his racially motivated rampage. Uh, sick, 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 evil bastard. That's what this kid is. Absolutely sick little bastard. And uh, like I said, God willing, he'll have an accident. People are dead just because of, of the color of their skin, Cuomo said. He couldn't be more ugly because we wanted to believe that this activity was a stain in America's past and had no place in the present. Well, in in actuality, former disgraced governor, sexual harasser, man, it really isn't America today. There isn't legalized lynching anymore. There isn't the Klan marching everywhere anymore. Those are the past days. Those days are gone. 
So Mr. Cuomo should be clear to say that this is an outlier. This is not happening all the time. I know the left portrays it that way. It's just not the truth. Uh, this was an isolated incident by some pathetic waste of skin. And it doesn't mean we're stuck in the, in the, in the 19th century or 18th century or 1940s or 50s or any other time. It means there was a sick, sick, sick bastard who had severe mental issues. Uh, and he carried out this, this evil act. That's what it means. Uh, years ago, they hid under white hoods. Today, they hide in the an anonymity of the Internet. Oh, good grief. The May 14th massacre, the former governor said, shows that there is a cancer that has been spreading across the country. Again, no, it doesn't. The left is always going to put America as this racial hellhole. Any way they can label America that, they're going to do it. It's sickening, it's disgusting, and it's false. Uh, Cuomo went on, it's like the lynchings. Instead of a noose, they use an assault rifle. Years ago, they hid under white hoods. Today, they hide in the anonymity of the Internet. We must stop this cancer from spreading, he said, and we can. Okay, genius, how are we going to stop a, a person out there that's deeply sick, as this waste of skin obviously was? What are you going to do uh, unless someone can can be undercover and find him somewhere and contact authorities and go, you know, have him Baker acted maybe if that's appropriate, something. But how are you going to stop an anonymous person? Really, it's, it's very, very difficult. And Cuomo is, of course, I'm sure he's, he's prepping up to run for governor again where the women will not be safe in New York anymore. But over the top. Cuomo, like all the left, have to go over the top. And he did resign back in August 2021 under a threat of impeachment amid several substantiated sexual harassment allegations and other scandals. And again, that's his, uh, I would say, Cuomo just playing some politics, getting his name back out there. Now let's... Uh, I haven't really read this story yet. There's a version on the Huffington Post I'm not going to read because the Huffington Post is, it's just not very reliable. Okay. So I'm going to go to, how about Penn Live? The Penn, I assume, is Pennsylvania. Either that or they don't know how to spell Penn. There is a guide, a hunting guide, Facing five years in the Huskow after allegedly illegally baiting a bear that was killed by Donald Trump Jr. on a hunt. First question that hit my mind was, I wonder if this was something he did without telling Donald Trump Jr. Because when you're, uh, when you're a public figure, and Donald Trump Jr. is no dummy, I would assume you understand that anything you do like that can hurt maybe future presidential or gubernatorial hopes or Senate hopes. I don't know if he's political in that way at all. Uh, but it seems like a pretty dumb thing to do uh, if Donald Trump Jr. knew uh, that it was a baited bear hunt. So Donald Trump Jr. bagged a bear on a hunting trip uh, to Utah back in 2018 
but if the state, if the state's Department of Natural Resources allegations are true, the scales were tipped illegally in its favor. And yes, uh, baiting animals like that is illegal. To me, it's immoral. To me, it makes you a gigantic asshole. Maybe not in the whole scheme of your life, but in that case, if you shoot a baited bear, I don't have a lot of respect for you. I'm not a hunter. I've done it. I didn't really enjoy it that much. Uh, but I don't have a lot of respect for people. Well, poachers are trash. Then you have the people who break laws that are meant to, to help animals to maintain the species so it can be legally hunted safely, humanely, and give people food on their tables. Nothing wrong with hunting at all. It's, it's not immoral in any sense unless you break laws. Uh, the hunting guide who took him on the trip, Wade Lemon. What if that Don, Don Lemon's brother? Husband? Lover? Who knows? I didn't know Don Lemon was in the hunters, but you never know. Don Lemon's not the most reputable guy, you know. Is reportedly facing felony charges for baiting the bear. According to the Salt Lake Tribune, Lemon is now facing, as I said earlier, five years in the state prison uh, for using a pile of grain, oil, and pastries to bait the animal. And with the, with the noses, bears have, I mean, you think a bloodhound has an intensely powerful nose? Not even close to what a bear has. Not even close. Uh, Trump Jr. is not named in a criminal complaint, but the Utah Department of Again Natural Resources said he was a client on the trip. Prosecutors have said there is zero evidence that Trump Jr. knew the bear was being baited illegally. I mean, that would make sense if, if you're a, a scout, or not a scout, but a, a hunting guide, and you have a big-name client like this. You might be tempted to, to be an asshole and bait a bear legally. So this client of yours could, could shoot a bear and you go, wow, that's a great, great guy, great guide there. I want to give him future business. So I don't know. I hope Donald Trump Jr. had better sense and better morals, frankly. I think probably he does. Uh, in fact, Davis County Attorney Troy Rawlings reportedly referred to the client Trump Jr. as a victim and now a possible witness in a fraudulent scheme to lead the hunter to believe it was actually a legitimate Wild West hunting situation. So if that's the case, Donald Trump Jr. is still cool in my book. And uh, this guy, that uh, this hunting guide, uh, is uh, it's a real, real gem of a person, really. You know, uh, like I said, hunting, I have no problem with. Anybody who has a moral issue with hunting is a moron. I have a cousin. I have several cousins. But I had one who once told somebody. I'm not going to say who it was. It wasn't me. She was on a diatribe against hunting. <laughs> and the person she was arguing with, debating with, whatever you call it, said, you know, you eat meat too. I, you're not a vegetarian, are you? And my cousin said, no, I'm not a vegetarian. But I get my meat from a place that doesn't hurt animals. The grocery store. Do you think the cow, the pig, the chicken, whatever, uh, committed suicide, dressed itself out, plucked itself, skinned itself, did, did all the process of bringing that venison or pork or whatever 
to the supermarket. That animal was as alive as, as the, uh, the bear or the antelope or the elk or the, or the mule deer or the white-tailed deer or whatever was being hunted. People separate this in their minds because you just go to the grocery store. Oh, there's hamburger meat. I want to have hamburgers tonight. There you go. You grab it, right? And your hands are clean, so to speak, because you didn't kill any animal. You didn't butcher a, a, a young steer. Nope, you didn't. But that was still a living animal. The hypocrisy of the anti-hunting nuts. And there, there's the people who say they're against hunting because they want to keep the species alive around. You know what a lot of do's on hunting licenses and fishing licenses, by the way. You know, a lot of the dues that you pay, they go to something called conservation of the species and their habitats. And let me tell you what, uh, I did go deer, the first time and really only time I went deer hunting with a friend of mine. And his dad was a member of a, a private club up in the Panhandle of Florida. And as I've said before, I'll say it again, the, the concentration per 100 people of rednecks, there's no higher place than in the Panhandle of Florida. Meaning, A, you never want to break in the house since in a panhandle of Florida. And B, if you're ever broken down the side of the road and you see one of these rednecks in their big pickup truck coming by, there's a really good chance they're going to stop and help you and do all they can for you to get you on the road again. And they're not going to take any money. And it won't matter what color or gender you are or what uh, anything else about you. Because that's just how good people which the left, of course, frowns upon and looks down upon as rednecks. Those people are really salt-of-the-earth people. Uh, but if you even mentioned, they had very strict rules here, if you even mentioned killing does, strictly forbidden. There was a certain number of deer you could take and a certain type of deer as far as age, gender, etc., etc. And deer, just like people, yes, two genders. There wasn't any, there weren't any pansexual deer out there, I don't think, anyway. Uh, but if you even mentioned doing something outside those rules, your ass get kicked out of that club, period. And you might not go without a bloody nose. It was that way. They didn't play. Uh, and again, these are serious rednecks, folks. These are the people that will bust you in the ass if you need it. And they'll bend over backwards to help you. Uh, but one of these good old boys from the Panhandle of Florida or many other places across the country. If they were to see a man physically being rough with his woman, there's an ass whipping coming. I mean, there's a severe ass whipping coming for that uh, fella that thinks he can manhandle his girl. They don't play that there. So, hunters... 99.9% great people. I'm not a big hunter. I just don't enjoy it. I enjoy fishing much more. Uh, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at that. I have some really good entertainment value for the fish, who I'm sure are laughing at me by saying, this guy thinks he can fish? What an idiot. But anyway, my friends, let's move on here. Uh, there's a two more stories I want to get to. One is the commencement address from uh, Bear Creek. To graduates in 2022, the one they need to hear, the, the, the speech they really need to hear. Sadly, many won't. 
But there's a story about something this happened in San Jose, California. It's called sextortion. I'd never heard that expression until today. Uh, but a San Jose teen killed himself hours after a scam of scam that's part of this sextortion thing. And apparently this is a growing scam to get money out of people. Um, and again, there's a little headline here. Uh, the editor's note from the uh, Channel 7, ABC 7 in San Jose. And I will repeat it because it's, it's well worth repeating. Uh, if you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or mental health matters, please, please call the National Suicide, Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 uh, to connect with a trained counselor or visit the NSPL side, uh, site. rather. Again, 1-800-273-8255 and the uh, NSPL site. My friends, if you're hurting, talk to somebody. You can send me a message on the Delegator. Tell me where to find you on social media. I'll talk to you. Okay? Life, my friends, is way too precious. And there's way too many people. And there's way too soon. And it's the words are cheap. But you can talk to me anytime you get a hold of me. Okay? And leave me a message. I'll get back to you. Understand that. And these folks will too. Now, there was a 17-year-old boy, straight-A student, a Boy Scout, uh, that committed suicide, CNN reported. Uh, somebody reached out to him pretending to be a girl. And they started a conversation. His mother, Pauline Stewart, told CNN... Uh, now, she and Ryan, her son, had just finished visiting several colleges he was considering attending after graduating high school. So this kid's got a great future ahead of him. And he gets the same message. It was online. The online conversation quickly grew intimate and then turned criminal. The scammer, posing as a young girl, sent Ryan a nude picture. And then ask Ryan to share an explicit image of himself in return. And Ryan, being a 17-year-old boy and thinking with parts of his body that he probably shouldn't, but 17-year-old boys, uh, provided a picture uh, of himself. The cyber criminal then demanded $5,000. And if they didn't get their $5,000, they threatened to make the photo public sending it to Ryan's family and friends. That was the threat. If, if you don't come up with five grand, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to make this public. It's going to go to your friends, your family. And you can imagine that this kid, you know, facing that was obviously very upset. Uh, the San Jose, California team told the cyber criminal he could not pay the full amount. And the demand was ultimately lower to a fraction of the original figure, one hundred and fifty dollars. That should have that should have told uh, Ryan right there that that person probably wasn't going to do anything. Uh, but after paying the scammers from his college savings, Stewart said they kept demanding more and more, 
and putting lots of continued pressure on him. So they took on her 50, and then they continued to hound him, harass him, and uh, put this enormous pressure on the kid. At the time, Stuart uh, knew none of what her son was experiencing. She learned the details after law enforcement investigators reconstructed the events leading up to his death. Uh, she had said goodnight to Ryan at 10 p.m., described him as her usual happy son. By 2 a.m., he had been scammed and had taken his life. Ryan left behind a suicide note describing how embarrassed he was for himself uh, and the family. Uh, he really, truly thought in that time, his mom said, that there wasn't a way to get by if those pictures were actually posted online. This kid probably saw his collegiate career going going to hell before he even started future employment, whatever. Uh, his note showed he was absolutely terrified. No child should have to be that scared. Or no person should have to be that scared. Uh, children, of course, even teenagers... They're more susceptible because problems can be a lot bigger to them than they actually are. Um, but the Bureau of the FBI said there were over 18,000 sextortion-related complaints in 2021 with losses in excess of $13 million. So you know there's going to be more of it because people made $13 million. They're going to keep doing it. Uh, the FBI says the use of child pornography by criminals to lure suspects also constitutes a serious crime. Uh, some things should should really require the death penalty. That's one of them to me. Uh, child porn. Uh, the investigation into the case is ongoing. To be a criminal that specifically targets children is one of the more deeper violations of trust, I think, in society. FBI Supervisory Special Agent Dan Costin said uh, he leads a team of investigators working to counter crimes against children. Uh, obviously horrific. Uh, please pray for this kid's family. Um, what a... I don't know what else to say. They're evil, evil, evil bastards in the world. You don't encounter them often. I've encountered some evil people. People I didn't know were evil. Most of them gave me a bad vibe. I didn't want to be around them. Uh, but when you deal with people online, I don't know how many times somebody on Facebook that I didn't know, uh, Instagram, other other social media, usually a picture of a very pretty lady wanting to chat, I'd ignore it. I don't. Uh, because the, 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 the dream, of course, is, oh, this hot chick that's 20 is going to want to you know, do all kind of freaky things with me. The bottom line is, it's most likely a scam. But I'm a guy in his 50s, 17-year-old kid. You can understand how they might fall for that. And then uh, see the world closing in on them and crush, crumbling around them. And it cost this uh, poor kid his life. And uh, his, his family, you can't even, can't even begin to know how they feel. My friends, be careful. Talk to your kids. Be open with them. If you embarrass them, embarrass them, but open their eyes. And I would say be a little nosy of their online activity. Again, 
They may get mad. They won't stomp out the door. They may call you a name. They may slam the door. Uh, but you might avoid something like this, my friends. You might avoid something like this. And now, one more story. The commencement speech so many students need to hear, my friends. And here we go. It is that time of year. There's a, a college uh, right by where, well, pretty close to where my mom takes Dallas. So three times a week I pass by. And uh, I saw all the chairs set up for their graduation. It's that time of year. Great time of year. High school, uh, uh, college, obviously. Uh, but from BearCreek.com, animals, uh, animal magnetism. And a truly awesome blog, great writer, great thinker this gentleman is. And he came out a few years ago with a commencement speech that he would give to college students. And I, you know what? If, if every conservative would give this message, and if we could give every commencement speech or a speech, speaker, excuse me, not a speecher, speaker, uh, a form of this, how much good it would do. It begins thusly, graduates of the class of 2021, let me be the first to extend to you my congratulations on this, your day of entry into reality. For the last four years, you have been working towards this goal, towards this day. That's a good thing. One of the most important skills you will ever need, one of the most important ways to achieve success in the world into which you're about to enter is the ability to formulate goals, to plan how to achieve those goals, and to see say, things through until you reach those goals. Today you've shown you can do that. Congratulations and good job. Now, before you go out to enjoy the rest of this day, before you go out to celebrate this goal you have achieved, let me tell you a few harsh truths about the world you are entering. I'm not going to give you any trigger warnings. If you can't handle what I'm about to say, there's damn little future for you out there in the real world, so cowboy up. Moments ago, I congratulated you on your day of entry into reality. So to get you started off right, here is a hefty dose of reality for you. In spite of what you may have been told during all your years of education, nobody owes you anything. And you aren't special. Any perceived need you may have does not entitle you to anything, most especially not to one red cent of the product of anyone else's effort. If any of your professors have told you that, then they are economic illiterates, moral frauds, and outright charlatans. Our wonderful Constitution, which has stood for well over 200 years as the founding document of our Republic, guarantees you the opportunity to your pursuit of happiness. It does not require anyone to provide you the means to your happiness at their expense. You and you alone are responsible for your own life. You have no moral claim on anyone else's productivity. Accept that fact, and you are already one step ahead of most of your peers. You are entitled to what you have earned through your own efforts. And not one damn thing more. 
If you are accepting a, a degree today in LGBT studies or women's studies or in any of the other assorted bullshit underwater dog polishing degrees our universities crank out today, then you have my sympathies. You are the victim of a fraud perpetuated by our university system, a vicious and cynical fraud that has resulted in you spending a lot of money for no gain. But more importantly, you are the victim of your own poor judgment. You decided to pursue a useless degree and now you're stuck. Here's another harsh reality. You are responsible for your own situation. It's not anybody else's fault. Nobody else is responsible. You are. Your university experience had one goal. Producing a young adult with marketable skills, someone who can provide value to an employer and to the economy. In this, your university has failed, and in choosing this degree, so did you. You have relegated yourself to uselessness in the workplace, and when a few years from now, uh, you're working as a barista or checkout clerk or crying over your six figures of student debt, remember what I said a few moments ago. You, and you alone, are responsible for your own life. You made a decision, now you get to deal with the consequences of that decision. Pull yourself up. Look around at the other opportunities around you and figure a way out of this mess your youthful discretion has landed you in. But you still have one thing going for you. You have shown that you can set yourself a goal and achieve it. Do so now. So where do you go from here? Well, because no one owes you anything, including living, one of, one of the tasks ahead of you is now finding gainful employment. If you're going to find employment, it will only be because you can demonstrate to the employer that you can provide him to him or her in excess of your costs. Employment is an economic transaction. In any free market transaction, both parties have to realize a perceived gain in value or the transaction won't happen. If a prospective employer doesn't think you're able to provide value to his or her business in excess of your cost of employment, which includes not only your salary, but all the extra taxes, fees, and other various government extortion that you never see in your pay stub, then they won't hire you. So be able to present yourself as someone who can provide value in whatever field you've been studying these last few years. Once you've gained that employment, once you're in the workplace, remember these three rules for success. Show up a little earlier than the other guy work a little harder than the other guy and never pass up a chance to learn something new. Words that should never pass your lip include such, such things as that's not my job. I don't have time for that. Your reputation in the workplace should be, to put it bluntly, the one who can get shit done. Results matter. Be the one that the boss can count on. Be the one who brings things in on time. Be the one who finishes the job. Be the one that produces value, and you will never have to worry about where your next meal is coming from. Bear in mind also that you are entering the workforce as a tabula, excuse me, a tabula rasa as far as potential employers are concerned. You're not going to leave these halls and be CEO of General Motors. You will be working in an entry-level job, probably not making a lot of money, probably doing work. Uh, your longer-term co-workers don't want to do. Suck it up. There are no lousy jobs, only lousy people. 
any work that produces value is worth doing. How do you know if your work is producing value? The answer to that is trivially easy. If someone is willing to pay you to do the work, then you're producing value. Bear in mind also that the job to the employer, not to you, if you don't meet the employer's expectations, someone will. How do you meet those expectations? Better better yet, how do you exceed them? When you're doing that job, keep these things in mind. Be known for your integrity. Don't say anything you don't believe and don't make promises you can't deliver on. Your employers and co-workers must know you as the person who means what you say and who delivers on your promises. Be known for your reliability. Show up on time every day for every event. Show up on time for meetings. Your employers and co-workers must know you as a person who will always be where you are needed. And it goes on. It is a bit longer. Uh, please, my friends, do yourself a huge favor. Uh, go to from BearCreek.com. Uh, this was published a couple days ago, I do believe. Actually, the 20th, two days ago on Friday. Go read it in total. Pass it around. If you've got teenagers, maybe make them read it. Send it to everybody. Have uh, Let other teenagers read it. Preferably before they start college. Uh, it is excellent. It is down to earth. It is easy. And, you know, if, if more people followed that structure and that line of thinking in this country, we'd be in a lot better situation. And that is it, my friends, for today. Until Tuesday, I will be back Tuesday. Uh, if you're left, you just ain't right. God bless America. Go Gators. Thank you for listening whenever you do. You can always become a, a, a follower, a contributor of this fabulous podcast. And, and you can uh, donate financially to keep it going and to reward me for my hard work and for flapping my damn gums. And uh, also maybe throw in a couple bucks for my dog who has to listen to me. Whenever I come in here and, and get in here, he's got to come lay on his blankets in the corner and just stare at me the whole time. Like he's asking, is this guy crazy or what? Uh, thank you, my friends. God bless you. Uh, become a contributor. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, you will sign up and you give a monthly amount each month. If you do think you want to make a one-time donation, do that too. You can go to the the, uh, uh, the Daily Gator, uh, dailygator.dailybabes.wordpress.com. So right now, I'm working on the new site. Started it uh, last evening. Got a few posts up. It will be the the you can see it in progress as it changes and develops. Uh, dailygator.net, the dailygator.net, d-a-l-e-y-g-a-t-o-r.net. Uh, and, uh, again, I'm working, learning, I'll probably change the theme a couple times. It took me a while to build the delegator, the original one, which I do miss terribly. Uh, and now I've got to relearn all this stuff. And even though it's WordPress, very easy to use, I'm used to the old way, not new way. So I've got some headaches going, but I'm slowly going to conquer them. I want to ask for some help for some other bloggers. Uh, But thank you very much. Be patient. It is a work in progress, but it is coming. 
And uh, thank you to Bluehost. Uh, thank you very much to everybody for your patience. And a new venture has begun, my friends. And I will keep the, we're the delegators now. I will keep posting there. I'll keep putting these there. I'll keep it going uh, as, a, as a site just to have, to have some fun stuff. The in original intent, while it was called Daily Gator Daily Babes, was to have uh, the cheesecake stuff, a lot of sports, crazy stories, things like that, that re weren't really news and politics. And and I kind of did that for a couple of years and just put it all in a Daily Gator. And the really sad thing is I was well on my way to a record number of hits. Over 5 million this year would have been over 20 million. Right at 20 million, I would have gone past that. And then one day, boom, it's gone. So remember, have whatever you have that you love and appreciate and adore. Remember, it can be gone very quickly. My friends, God bless you. Thank you for listening. I'll be back on Tuesday. And uh, I have some more fun stories for you. Anything you want to hear, talk about some story, you can email me or just go to the Delegator and have a uh, have a, uh, a comment there and just say, hey, check this story out. And I will look into it. Also, you can find me on Twitter, at Delegator. Uh, find me on Facebook. You can find me, uh, well, not really on Instagram. I, I'm not much for posting a lot of pictures. Uh, basically, I'm there because there's a few people I know that I follow. And no, it's not just for naughty pictures. Okay? You, you people are perverts. You have dirty minds. I would never look at those pictures on Instagram. More than four or five times each. Uh, but anyway, God bless you, my friends. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Y'all behave. Be good. Kiss your dog. Kiss your... Not on the mouth, please. Okay? That's just disgusting. Uh, kiss your dog. Kiss your kids. Be good. Anybody you know that may be facing suicidal thoughts again, remember the number I gave you. Talk to them. Do what you can for them. Uh, reach out and be there. Sometimes, believe me, someone just being there can help a lot. God bless you all. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Stay out of trouble.